your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All are welcome. I tell you, once you dabble a little bit, we suck you in and you can't escape. We're delighted to be with you. Thank you so very much. You know, lots to talk about today for sure. But I am super encouraged by my own personal development, and I think you guys have come along with the same development as I have. As we can look at these big stories that we're supposed to get all exhausted over, pants on fire oh my gosh and you can see something that's deeper and darker going on that they don't want you to see and i'm seeing it more clearly and knowledge is power we have the knowledge we have the power and we have a great show for you today so much to discuss some new information from house oversight some information about the georgia election of 2020 what and so much more thank you so much for being here welcome home i pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I think that's what it is, right? In the discovery process of this giant case that's being litigated before us, before the entire planet, because that's kind of what it is. We're seeing the evidence come out. We see every day another drip, another, another layer of that rancid onion being peeled back as we get to what's really going on here. And it's not been by a mistake. It's not some coincidence. Everything that's going on is purposeful. And the plan is to fundamentally change this country. Now, we say this, but Nancy Pelosi said it in writing back in 2006. And I have something of hers I want to read to you. Because I think it will resonate even more resoundingly so today. So we got this big story, right? Colorado, their state Supreme Court doing something that they cannot do. Doing something that the Supreme Court of the United States will almost assuredly overturn. And it's not because Trump is such a swell guy. It's not because of anything other than the law, the Constitution. Donald Trump has not been charged with, nor has he been convicted of any crime of insurrection. And so all this mumbo jumbo that you and I are supposed to get all up in arms about is really rather irrelevant. So until the beginning of January, when the high court presumptively is going to deal with this, I think we can just sit back and we can watch now with even greater clarity what's going on. And that gives us a little bit of time to figure out what's our game plan, because you have a role in this. 
You, you don't think that you do, but you do. One of the drawbacks of being a conservative, I think, is we don't tend to be really in your face, demonstrative, protesting folks. We're not quick to grab a sign and clog an intersection and snarl traffic and get in the way of other people and meddle ourselves in other people's business. It's just, it's just not in the fabric, in the DNA of conservatism. But that's changing. The more we see the push to change America, the more I believe common sense people like yourselves and myself the more we are seeing opportunities for us to take action in our own world. Though it may feel insignificant in the moment, it does not. So you've heard me talking this, uh, this past week or two about this arbitrary decision by UPMC here in my Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Used to stand for University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. It's now much more of a metropolis. Uh, this is the largest employer in the, in the state of Pennsylvania. And they have waved a magic wand and have reinstated the mask mandate. Now, it was an arbitrary decision in that it kind of got leaked to the staff last week that yesterday was going to be the day. Yesterday specifically, that day, which makes me uncomfortable. So we were talking about this. I get an email. I wake up to it this morning. Good morning, Wendy. I listen every night to your radio show while I clean my kitchen. I'm unable to, to listen at work in the morning. But I jump on every morning and hit the rumble button <laughs> and I give you a thumbs up. I want to share my experience today with UPMC as today is the first day of their mask mandate. I worked for UPMC in multiple hospitals in both Newcastle and other places in Pennsylvania. 14 years ago, 14 years this March. I had my annual woman's appointment this morning that I had scheduled last year. I left work early, drove an hour to get there. And when I signed in, the lady behind the window handed me a mask. I placed it in my purse and sat down. When they called me to come in, the RN told me I had to put my mask on to come back. I told her, no, thank you. I'm fine without it. She continued to say I could not come back until I put it on. So I said to her, are you telling me that you will deny me medical attention if I refuse to wear a mask? She said, we're not refusing you medical attention. I said, yes, you are. So I asked to speak to the manager of the office. Manager came out, gave me the same UPMC talk. It's for the protection of our staff. It's for the protection of our patients, yada, yada, yada. And then things will be back to normal in the spring. That's an odd thing to say, isn't it? I said, that's what they said to us in March of 2020. Three years later, masks, vaccine mandates, jobs for the protection, of all of this, right? Our conversation continued for another 15 minutes. She would not budge. I asked her if the masks are so effective and the staff are all wearing them. Why is it so important that I? Oh, it's for your protection as well. Well, I told her I could make my own decisions about my health and I choose not to wear a mask. And I asked what happened to patient choice. She did not answer that. I told her how disappointed I am in UPMC that they've always been the leaders in research in many other areas of science, yet they are not following the science when it comes to masks and everything COVID. Meantime, behind me in the waiting room, a woman pulled down her mask and just coughed all over the place, right? So I finally asked her, I said, please ask the certified nurse practitioner who normally sees me if she'd be willing to. And she said, yes. She came back and said, nope, she does not want to talk to you, does not want to meet with you. So I've switched. She's not just switching doctors. 
She's not just going to a different practice. She's leaving the entirety of the medical institution called UPMC. She said, you know what? I called another health network. I made an appointment for a mammogram. Got in for this Saturday at 1030. Got my annual appointment with a new lady doctor the second week of January. I've texted the CEO of my old hospital, waiting to hear back from her, holding my breath. And a letter to the president and CEO of UPMC. I may only be one person, Wendy, along with my three daughters and husband, however. I could not in good faith comply with the crazy. I am awake and I feel I have to do any little part I can to change the narrative that is trying to take this country over. I will move my money, my health insurance over to this other network, and I pray they do not fall into this narrative. Right on. That is ultimately where all of us will be. What will be your final move? What is going to be the final push? What resurrection of nonsense, fabricated medicine, hysteria and crazy are they going to try to dump on you or on your children or on your community, the businesses that you run and or shop What are they going to do that's going to push you over the edge? Because that is what it's going to take. It's not enough that Donald Trump has been kicked off of a ballot. It's not enough that they've opened our borders. It's not enough that last night, or last night it was done. The memorial at Arlington National Cemetery commemorating the reconciliation between the North and the South was removed because In our America today, that is a priority, not providing homes for our veterans. That was the priority to spend millions of dollars to bring heavy equipment into a national cemetery, an historic landmark where thousands of America's war dead are buried, where the history of this country is supposed to rest eternally to remove something that hurts their feelings. But it's not just that. Everything about America, when you hate America, you want to destroy. Whether it's the artwork, the culture, the civilization itself, the traditions, the family unit, all of it. And this is what they've been chipping away at for the better part of, what, 60, 70 years? And we are sitting now looking at a landscape that we have allowed. We let this happen. This is on us. So for the young lady who reached out to me to tell me she made one decision, she took the time to write me a message to find my email address, find me, track me down, and send me that. That, my friends, is what it takes to save America. And that is what today's show is all about. Welcome to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. It is with sickness in my stomach that I read you this headline from the Washington Post. Confederate statue at Arlington comes down after legal battle. I know it probably sounds dramatic, but that's not my intent. This 
story, it hurts. It is a loss. It's loss on a different battlefield. It's, it's the battlefield of, of morality. Because what we are fighting for and against, this is a battle of good versus evil. And, and never in my life have I ever been so confident of that. You can say to yourself, with so many stories, so much of the quote-unquote news, you know how it's always terrible? Flip on your local news. It's tragedy after house fire, after murder, after corruption, throw in some weather. And you can think to yourself, if there really was a God, why would a God allow so much suffering? Why would a God allow so many people to take the wrong path? Well, that is the world in which we live, whether good or evil, the fight between them. And you know where you are on this. You can sit here and tell me there was a naming commission that was put together after George Floyd. George Floyd died because George Floyd was a criminal. George Floyd died because George Floyd decided to do a whole lot of drugs that day. George Floyd's death and his subsequent martyrdom has been used as a mechanism of darkness to create this storyline that is not the storyline of America. It just isn't. And they know it, and they know you know it. But they need these fires burning. They needed this commission to draw, try to draw this story that we need to be ashamed of the past. These are the same people in Congress who represent us who wear American flags, pins on their lapels. Isn't that a contradiction? The very people who want to destroy everything that you and I believe in, all that is good, use evil and fake pretense and false narratives in order to do their dirty work. Taking a statue down, what does that prove? It proves lunacy can win out. And lunacy won yesterday, but it will not win every day. As dawn broke at frigid Arlington National Cemetery Wednesday morning, workers using a crane and harnesses began to take down a controversial statue that had stood there for more than a century. Hours earlier, a federal judge had ruled an effort to halt the removal of the towering Confederate memorial had no merit. And the contractors hired by the cemetery moved quickly to get the statue down and custom-built wooden crates have it whisked away. Soon all that remained was the base and the foundation. Work continued into the evening to remove the remaining bronze elements of the memorial. A cemetery spokesperson said in an email. So the judge in this case that had stated for 24 hours and said, you know what, allegations that were disturbing the surrounding gravestones, we need to put a halt on this found out that wasn't going to be the case and decided to say, go ahead, 
We had some false allegations. Well, you know what? It is a false allegation, Judge. It is a false allegation that a statue erected in 1914 commemorating healing. That is what reconciliation is. It is a renewal of friendship. It is a rebirth, if you will. You decided that that was offensive or contrary to this new madness moving forward into this new global world order. You might have won. You might have won yesterday. You might have spent millions of our dollars to do something highly irrelevant. You might puff out your chest and think that was a great victory in this battlefield. But in this war of good versus evil, that is just a palate cleanser. Because we're coming for you. We will expose you. We will unravel you. And you know it. And you are afraid. And you should be. I think the great mystery for all of us, particularly those of us with children, how do you explain crazy to your children? How do you explain cause and effect when the cause that they beat to demand their effect is twisted, misconstrued, and non-existent? All of this that we're going through, all this remarkable and ridiculous emotional mumbo-jumbo, it's the plan of evil. Ultimately infiltrate every sacred aspect of our lives. Take over and start anew. Nancy Pelosi told us this is what they wanted to do in 2006, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably taken a lot longer than they've wanted, but it's working. So here's my question. What will be the thing, like the viewer who wrote me, about moving hospitals, moving medical providers, entire industries moving out of. What will it take to get you off of cruise control and back into the driver's seat? Quick time out when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends. A direct line between Joe Biden's deep state and the push to get Trump removed from the Colorado ballot. Can't make it up. I got it next. So I want to read this to you just to kind of grease it today for us to remember what Nancy Pelosi, then House Democratic leader, wrote in November of 2006. This is official from Congress, from her, from her office. A new direction is what it's called. Ladies and gentlemen, nearly 20 years ago, these people told us what they were going to do. And we didn't pay attention. And we didn't pay attention in 2008. And we didn't pay attention in 12. We woke up a touch in 16. Again, lost it in 18, 20, 22. She writes this in 2006. Hope, faith, 
and optimism have always been have always defined the American spirit. Hope, faith and optimism, she says. Never before have those qualities been more urgently needed with that sense of urgency and in keeping with our optimistic American spirit. Do you get optimism out of the Democratic Party? I don't. Democrats are advancing a new direction for America. New direction in America, all capitalized. It's their platform. We believe America should work for everyone, not just the privileged few, by building opportunity and prosperity for all and guaranteeing real security. Take everything that she says and flip it around on its head. It is the exact opposite. That is what the truth is. That was the vision of our founding fathers. That is our vision for the future. We know that America can work together to meet the serious challenges facing our country, create a stronger nation, and build a safer and freer world. I'm going to skip ahead to this one part. Remember, this was what? How many years ago? 16, 17? Democrats are proposing a new direction for America to reassert our role as a respected international leader. Really? Opposite. Our new direction advances national security priorities that are tough and smart. A military second to none. And a firm commitment to building diplomatic alliances to defeat terrorism, promote freedom, alleviate poverty, and stop global warming. They've been chewing on all of this for years. The new direction for America advances the right priorities to make our nation safer and our economy fairer. Fairer. That's called redistribution of wealth. That's middle out, bottom up. That's called socialism. Welcome to the new direction for America. To make health care and college more affordable. To energize America with energy independence. And to guarantee a dignified retirement for all Americans. With integrity, civility, and fiscal discipline. Our new direction for America will use common sense principles to address the aspirations and fulfill the hopes and dreams of all Americans. That is our promise to the American people. Now, if everything that she says, you go the opposite, you've got exactly what the blueprint for America is, and that is exactly what they're executing, and it's nearing its final phases. So did you hear this? This direct line between Joe Biden's deep state and Donald Trump getting removed from Colorado's ballot. This is Daily Caller. Interesting. The left-wing legal organization behind Colorado's decision to remove former President Donald Trump from its Republican primary ballot has a direct link to the Biden administration. Isn't it so weird? It's almost like Barack Obama is doing all of this, right? That Joe Biden's sitting there, but it's not really him. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. I'm sorry. Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics (laughs) in Washington Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, President and CEO Noah Bookbinder is a member of the Department of Homeland Security's Homeland Security Advisory Council, tasked with giving real-time advice to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. So wait a minute. You've got the legal organization put
pushing this removal of Donald Trump from the Colorado ballot. And the guy who's the head of it consults and, and advises Alejandro Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security. What? Oh, I'm sure there's nothing to see here, right? Well, so the acronym CREW, so that's this left-wing political organization, legal organization, taking out Donald Trump. Crew brought the Colorado case against Trump and celebrated the Colorado Supreme Court's 4-3 ruling to keep him off the state's GOP primary ballot. Quote, our Constitution clearly states that those who violate their oath by attacking our democracy are barred from serving in government. It has been an honor to represent the petitioners, and we look forward to ensuring that the vitality, the vitally important ruling stands. This is what the bookbinder guy says. So he's the CEO. He works directly with Alejandro Mayorkas in Department of Homeland Security in a direct government capacity. And the Biden administration's like, what? That's clearly not true. We don't know anything. It's just going to have to work out in the courts. That's called election interference. Oh, wait a minute. I thought Donald Trump was impeached that first time for that. (laughs) It's so interesting, isn't it? Bookbinder is a former trial attorney for the Department of Justice's Public Integrity Section. That's curious. And former chief counsel for criminal justice for the Senate Judiciary Committee. This dude oozes through the swamp. He repeatedly donated to former President Barack Obama's re-election campaign during his tenure with the Senate Federal Elections Commission's report shows. The DHS appointed Bookbinder and 32 other new members to their HSAC. That's the acronym. Let me go back to the top, which is the Homeland Security Advisory Council in March 2022, ahead of the council's first meeting under Secretary Mayorkas. Together, we will ensure that the department is best positioned to meet the challenges we confront today, which is Donald Trump. It's not the border. (laughs) It's not poverty. It's not drugs. It's not finances. It's not homelessness. It's not 61% of people now living paycheck to paycheck. It's not that nearly half of your pay goes directly to your home. Mortgage, your rent, all of that jazz. No, no, no. Public enemy number one, our number one focus, destroying Donald Trump. Can you imagine what these people could accomplish if they didn't suck? Can you imagine if any of these people actually cared about doing something positive for the country instead of trying to dismantle it? Where we could be? I can't even fathom. So we know that this HSAC... The Homeland Security Advisory Council has met numerous times and produced all sorts of reports for Secretary Mayorkas on issues ranging from disinformation to supply chains and innovation. Mayorkas convened the council fourth in-person meeting in September of 2023, so just a couple months ago, and Bookbinder was there, focusing primarily on artificial intelligence, which should scare the everlasting liver out of you guys, because it does me. Look, if we think that Mar-a-Lago was just because of some classified documents that the National Archives were worried that Donald Trump took, it's totally not what it was. You know what it was. Donald Trump had a binder that he declassified and was in the process of making public and releasing to journalists and members of Congress 
highly sensitive, though D now declassified details of the whole uh, crossfire hurricane thing. You know, the Russian collusion thing, the dossier, all Christopher Steele, Fusion GPS, everything dirty, rotten Hillary Clinton was behind and the DNC, the wiretapping, all of the nonsense. He had declassified it moments before he left the Oval Office in the peaceful transfer of power, which, yes, occurred, even though the left is desperate to tell you purposefully that it didn't. Donald Trump had handed out those binders to all sorts of people so they could start to see the real picture. And you know who swooped in and got all those details back? The swamp. Shh, we need that stuff back. There's some redacted stuff that hasn't been redacted. We need, to, we need to make it better and give it back to you later, they said. No, there was one that was missing. They had to search Mar-a-Lago for it. That order came from Joe Biden. It came from Barack Obama. It came from on high. The National Archives, Merrick Garland, the FBI, doing the bidding of Barack Obama in a scramble to protect himself from what we all know was a lie from the very beginning. The lie, wasting our time, wasting our resources, wasting the efforts of Congress on a wild goose chase, stupid narrative that Donald Trump was some kind of a Russian asset, that he was compromised when all he was was duly elected and not part of the club. And he was ticked at what he was finding. And he prepared as his final move as president of the United States of America to bequeath upon we the people the facts. And the facts are it was all set up. Everything that happened in 2020 was supposed to happen in 2016. And now in a mad scramble to prevent Donald Trump hopefully, right, they hope, from being considered at least on the ballot. Barack Obama and Joe Biden, the Department of Homeland Security, this cat bookbinder, are all intimately connected. Certainly looks like that from my perspective. In this legal push that they have been orchestrating and tweaking for years, they needed January 6th. They created January 6th. They went out to recruit proud boys and oath keepers to help perpetuate the myth of January 6th. And when those people did not comply, the full weight of evil crashed down upon them. So are you at all surprised To hear this headline from the Daily Caller today, that there is a direct line between Joe Biden's deep state and Donald Trump getting removed. And it flows right through your Department of Homeland Security. It flows right through Alejandro Mayorkas, right through the man Republicans in the House of Representatives refused to impeach. Why? When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends... Got a little audio soundbite for you. Some from Ron DeSantis. Is this going to sink him? He says he's not going to pull out. Vivek says he's going to pull his name off of the ballot in Colorado. DeSantis says not a chance. 
Does this resonate with you? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I'd like to know who is giving Ron DeSantis political advice (laughs) because they suck. I'm just going to say that. They're not a very good uh, advisor. There have been so many opportunities for Ron DeSantis to change course, to see what is going on that so many of us see. Is it ego? Is it people chirping in his ear? Somebody telling him you really are that extraordinary? You should totally go after Donald Trump. (laughs) This is your time. I mean, because that's the worst possible advice. So we were intrigued to hear this give and go Newsmax with Ron DeSantis yesterday. And so this is the heels of Vivek Ramaswamy. We played it yesterday to you saying, you know what? This is outrageous. Removing Trump. If Trump's off the ballot, I'm taking my mind, my name off the ballot. I'm not going to be a part of this true bastardization of this country. I'm not going to be a part of it. And he encouraged everybody else, all the other candidates. You should do the same thing. This would show unanimity. This would show an alliance. This would show something bigger than ego. That North is still North. I want you to hear the question and the answer. So mm, tell me, Mr. Governor, are you thinking about this? Maybe taking your name off the ballot? Listen. And real quick, fellow GOP 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court, but I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states, and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game in this situation. But I do anticipate that that decision was political and will get reversed. I, I, I. I'm going to do this. I earned this. I'm going to keep fighting. I, I, I. I'm all about the we. I'm about the what? Us. Right? We. He looks exhausted. Of course he's exhausted. (laughs) He's getting beaten up. Nikki Haley right on his heels. Getting beaten up. Dude. You've got to be able to read the room. And the room is telling you. The knives have been out for far too long for one individual. And as all of that has been going on, as all of the oxygen in the room has sucked over to that corner, take out Donald Trump. The rest of us have been saying, wait a minute. Hey, Ron. Dude, you're destroying your political future. You're destroying it. God forbid if something happened. To, to President Trump. I would not want Ron DeSantis in charge. I would not. That's my personal opinion. Of course, you're entitled to yours. I want you to hear Newt Gingrich. He's a hack. He's a rhino, swamp creature, uniparty, machine guy. We know him for what he is. But now he's even clutching his own pearls. This is establishment arrogance for Lawyers, if you will, referencing these judges in the Supreme Court in Colorado, deciding that what they think is more important than the will of millions of Colorado voters. That exactly is a threat to democracy, deciding what and whom we can vote for. 
Instead of us being able to decide what we want, that isn't antithetical to democracy. It's exactly what it is. And when Newt Gingrich calls it out and does so with remarkable clarity, kind of freaks me out. Listen, this is on Fox last night. No, I think this was a potentially catastrophe. A million three hundred and sixty thousand Coloradans voted for Donald Trump in the last election. Four lawyers want to block him from being on the ballot. That means uh, basically for every three hundred and forty thousand Coloradans who voted for Trump, one lawyer is stopping him. Uh, That's a system of establishment arrogance that's not sustainable. Uh, And the last great effort like this was the 10 states that refused to put Abraham Lincoln on the ballot in 1860. Uh, The American people are not going to tolerate, and I hope the Supreme Court fully understands this, the American people are not going to tolerate being told that they're not allowed to have a choice for who they want to have as president. This is not Venezuela. It's not Nicaragua. It's not Cuba. And I think the Democrats are dangerously close to causing the kind of confrontation that would be truly disastrous for the country. You know, there's a judge who wrote the dissenting opinion. He's one of those justices in Colorado Supreme Court. He's one of the three who voted against this removal of Donald Trump's name. He's he left El Salvador as a child, left it during a civil war. Do you think this fellow who is the embodiment The living embodiment of the American dream. You can flee tyranny. You can flee poverty, destitution, servitude. You can come here and you can become one of the highest people in the legal system in a state. You know what he said? This entire thing. Is ridiculous. Donald Trump was never accused of or tried for or committed or rather convicted of insurrection. This is a full stop overreach. Ridiculous. What are we doing to this country? A guy who came here from El Salvador. And he has the clarity to see that. I want to tell you about something and we're going to get into it coming up. It's a little bit meatier than I can just drop on you right now. So, you know, Bob Menendez, the senator from New Jersey, who seems to have nine lives. He's been indicted before. Money issues, bribe allegations. He escaped by the skin of his chinny chin chin. But now the walls are closing in. Look, we don't need judges to tell us how to run this country. New Jersey voters are deciding. And Bob Menendez in his primary is getting freaking smoked. That's how it should be. The people decide. Not a judge. Not a jury. And certainly not an executioner. We'll get into that. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. New oversight witness. Oh boy, that's next. Next. 